There you go, right there. Hey, this is Michael the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and this is episode number 95, landmark show of the one and only, the beer, the sports, and the whatever podcast featuring myself, Michael the Hebrew Hammer, aka Earl Brown, joined by the OG from the SL, the one and only, you can only find his sports takes Randomly on Sports Talk 790, <laughs> and here on the Beer Sports Whatever podcast, the Lewis, I don't have a middle name, Brown. We are live at the Brown Compound address, to not be disclosed at any time. Mom is downstairs, Marty's here, Moe's here, SVU's on the TV, it's going to be a good show. Pops, how are you? Congrats on being a part of landmark episode number 95 of BSW, baby. 95 is, is something, Michael, you should be very proud of. And you had a lot of help with Paul, Como, all your guest hosts. But more importantly, all these loyal people who listen in every week and comment and just keep it going. We're going to have a lot of fun on today's show. Uh, the first thing I want to do is I want to make sure everybody marks down COVID-19, everything's out there. We want everybody to be safe. But as of right now, episode number 100 is taking place at Nick's Place Sports Bar off Rocky Ridge and Westheimer, 6 o'clock, July 3rd. Mark your calendars. Special guests, giveaways, prizes, koozies, stickers, raffles the whole thing it's gonna be a show pops is gonna be there mom might be there you get to meet the famous renee brown oh renee will be there she might be there, it, no, she'll it's, be there. well she might be there well i think she'll be there. okay well we're gonna let everybody get in get situated pop a an, an adult beverage of your choice because this show we're gonna get into a lot there's gonna be a lot of uh tom you know hide your ears uh white shoes white shoes wants to know about your uh your um, casino escapades. We're going to talk about the casino escapades. We are going to, and White Shoe says the soul patch is intact. It is intact. It looks great. We are going to talk Yankees because we have to. So, Steve and Tom, we love you all very much. Diehard fans of the show, but it has to be talked about. I think you'll enjoy the, uh, the perspective that I'm coming from. I don't know about Pops. We're going to talk Houston Texans because the Texans have been in the news a lot this week. We're going to talk about the Rockets because Austin Rivers has been in the news as well as Kyrie Irving talking about how he makes $32 million a year and, you know, how he says he doesn't get paid. Uh, you know, he's part of the only 20 players in the league that gets paid money. So we're going to dive deep into those types of things. We have other stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, your University of Texas is in the news because uh, your players want the eyes of Texas banned. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay, so we're going to get to Pops' take uh, on that. We're going to talk about Lake Charles. We're going to talk about... A lot of stuff. This is going to be a great show. This is episode number 95. Uh, as I posted earlier, we have a tentative special guest for episode 96 on Tuesday. So mark your calendars Tuesday for a very special guest, hopefully. Well worth the wait. It is going to be worth the wait. Uh, White Shoes says it's fake news. Well, you know what? It's going to be, I want to get your take and I want to get everybody else's take. As usual, this is your home. If you are a sports fan and you have an opinion, right away, you give your opinion, it gets talked on the show. You call into a radio show, 
You're going to have to wait, what, 30 to 45 minutes here? You have an opinion? Post it. We'll talk about it right away. Get right in here. All right, so let me lead off the show by saying the Astro- the Yankees are a bunch of cheaters. No, I'm just kidding. Tom, I, I promise. I'm just kidding. Um, but let's set the groundwork for the news that came out. So basically, the way I understand it and the way I read it is that the a judge has specified that a letter needs to be disclosed that came from Rod Manfred, Major League Baseball commissioner, fining the New York Yankees for an unspecified uh, uh, infraction, I guess is the best way to put it. And there's a lot of speculation right now that the Yankees cheated, right? And this letter is going to basically lead it off. Jed Rakoff, who is a lawyer, <coughs> the Yankees should unseal a letter received from Manfred in 2017 in findings and sign-stealing investigation, which they received an undisclosed fine. Their lawyer said, or sorry, a Yankees official who went unnamed specified, we're not doing this to cover up some smoking gun. Okay, so I didn't go to law school, but if somebody is saying... Your sister is going to law school. Right, congrats to Jessica Brown, who is going to law school. If somebody says who's a part of an organization, we're not doing this to cover up a smoking gun when they're trying to get the letter to not come out, you're guilty. True or untrue? I'm not going to place guilt, but there is a smoking gun. And Mitchell Cross says, Rob, Rod Manfred needs to be fired. He sucks. I don't disagree with him. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's what I want to say to White Shoes. Here's what I want to say to any Yankees fan. Because I have a bunch of friends that are Yankees fans. Yankees fans dodged, you know, piled on the Astros when there was evidence that came out that we were cheating, and that's all we're doing now. The Astros are going, Astros Twitter is going to bombard Yankees Twitter because that's what they did to us. Jason says the Yankees getting by and the Astros penalized would be like the Patriots doing something wrong with the Dolphins getting penalized. It's exactly right. Except the Dolphins have never been good in my entire lifetime, and the Patriots <laughs> have been, Jason. So besides that, I mean, it's great, but... The Yankees are guilty here, and the only reason why they would, they're would they appealing to have this letter not disclosed is because that letter discloses something that makes them guilty. Who did the letter come from? I don't know. That's the thing. That's that's the weird part is that there, there's a whistleblower with the Yankees, but nobody knows who's, who it is yet. But it does make all of the, the Yankees players' Twitter's responses to the Astros, guys like Aaron Judge, guys like Araldis Chapman, and it should be noted that Araldis Chapman had a snarky response to the Astros when their cheating scandal came out. And this is a guy that was suspended by, by Major League Baseball for, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, violence against domestic violence. domestic violence. So, yeah, you know what, Araldis Chapman, you're a really good role model for the kids out there for getting suspended for uh, domestic violence, and the Astros were banging on trash cans. So, I would watch what you're saying on social media. Well, he was banging on his wife, and we we're banging on trash cans. So uh, I, I mean, guess that's fair enough. That's a fair trade. You know what? That's fair enough, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. Um, I, we're gonna wait because on this show, this is what we do: we wait for stuff to come out, like the Yankees, because there's more to this story. But you're out of your mind watching this show, or you or I. If you think Major League Baseball is going to punish the Yankees like, a, like they did the Astros. You've already seen it with the Red Sox. The Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers 
are the cash cows of Major League Baseball, and they're not going to they're not going to go after them like they did the Astros. Prove me wrong. No, the Red Sox got a embarrassing hand slap. Yeah. You know, they said that nobody in the organization knew about it except some scrub clown in the in the front office or something. It it was embarrassing. Um, you know, it's let's play it out. Let's see what happens. But it is fun to have something to talk about. It is fun. And you know what? Good for the Astros players that everybody from Josh Reddick to Carlos Correa to Alex Bregman, all of them were posting about this Yankee story, and good for them because the Yankees players were doing it to them. Is it childish? 100%. Do I love it? I'm here for every single second of it. <laughs> I'm here for all of it because the Astros players, you know what? They got caught. They got punished. But you're going to tell me that if the Yankees get caught, which they got caught cheating in the past, and so did the Red Sox. So you're going to tell me for a multiple offender like the Boston Red Sox, the fact that they only got a second-round pick taken away in a year that they won the World Series and they – suspended some no-name guy in the video department. You're going to tell me that's fair with the Astros losing two first and second round picks, being fined $5 million, and Luno getting fired. We lost our manager and we lost our general manager. Yeah, and Alex Brown says uh, Yankees versus Astros will be a bloodbath. He's 100% right. Alex, it's not going to matter because nobody's versing anybody. The season is done, folks. Jason says Colin McHugh's wife chimed in too. Kudos to her. Yeah. You know what? He's a Boston Red Sox, but you know what? Good for her saying something. Yeah, but you know what? Colin McHugh's a little punk, too. You know, I, I, these guys who leave us and go elsewhere and then spout off. You know what, Colin? You know, your little tirade. Feel free to send the ring back and give the playoff money back. Come on, guys. You're either in or you're not. Well, Colin's now out, so I don't blame right, him. But, but he good, good, no, but good for his wife at least saying something on behalf of the Astros. Um, now, the the story is is that the the Yankees have three different cameras pointed at at home plate, and here's the reason why. First of all, the beer of the week is Rolling Rock. Uh, we were both drinking Rolling Rock, so if rolling, any rolling, rolling. if anybody from Rolling Rock is happening to listen to the show, which we hope you are, we're always looking for sponsors for the show. So. Please join us in being the sponsor of the show. We would love to have you. And Rolling Rock, we could use about 100 T-shirts for the show on July 3rd. Some koozies. So We wouldn't hate it. Whatever you want to do. We wouldn't hate it. Um, here's the thing why I don't think cameras are the worst thing in the world. And I may be in the minority in this, but you could tell somebody that you're about to get Ryan Dave. Okay, this is breaking news into beer sports, whatever. No. Ryan no. Davis has noted that he is offload management and he is back. Uh, so there is going to be basketball talk, and I hope he is a part of the entire show because Ryan Davis being a part of Beer Sports Whatever makes Beer Sports Whatever that much better. No, so without Ryan Davis, there is no Beer Sports Whatever. Absolutely. Um, so the reason why cameras aren't the big, a big deal to me is that you can tell somebody that, hey, a 97-mile-an-hour fastball is about to, to come towards you. You still got to hit it. Like, you still have to, to hit it. That's why, like, for me, you know what? It's 2020. Let's just throw all the rules out the window. Everybody can do steroids, use cameras, do whatever you want. Like, let's just have baseball games be 17 to 15. You're going to tell me that wouldn't make it more interesting? Play in the Walmart parking lot. Play in the Walmart parking lot. So here's my question to everybody listening. Because baseball, the owners and the players are not coming together on a deal. Everybody's to blame. Let's get that out of the way now. But you're going to tell me... Pops, would you rather have, if you had your choice, would you rather have a 162-game season 
or a 48-game season and a full playoffs. Straight up. No COVID, no nothing. Would you rather have a 48-game season or a full 162-game season? What do you mean no COVID, no nothing? I'm talking about if, let's say COVID-19 was never a thing. And at the beginning of this season, I said you have two choices. Play a full 162-game season or play a 48-game season with a full playoffs. What would you rather have? 162-game season? See, I disagree with you. What does 48 games prove? Let me tell you something. 48 games proves a lot. It's not not about proving. It's about you're going to tell me you're not going to be locked in for every single game. Every single game. You know what? If it's a 48-game season, the AL should play the AL, the NL should play the NL. Number of teams, divide them up, play an equal number of games. You're going to tell me that the majority of sports fans out there wouldn't appreciate a modified 48-game season where every game means a lot. Are you talking about 48 games or nothing or 48 games versus 162? I'm talking about 48 versus 162. I want to see what they say. I say no way. 48 games, half of these guys... Don't even get hot for the first 48 games. Dickie, what do you got? Says MLB players are schmucks. I don't disagree. Alex says 100 games. Dickie says, but I love baseball, so let's play ball. But I'm asking everybody out there watching the show, because now all the fans are starting to pile in. If you had your choice pre-COVID, if I told you, do you get 48 games or 162, what are you choosing? I love it. I absolutely love the 48 games. Well, but except... Why? What, what do you have against that? I think in 162 games, it's enough games. It's a big enough piece so to where the best teams usually come out on top. But that's part of it, is that the better teams rise to the crop in 48 games. I, if you tell the players, okay, but they've had the entire offseason. Like, you're ready to go. I know you haven't played games. Give them two weeks, inner squad scrimmage, get up to speed, get your bat speed up, to ready to go. 48 games, let's ride. The cream of the crop in this instance, is going to be the team that just happens to get lucky. You could have the Tigers playing the Marlins in the World Series. How much fun would that be? For You're gonna, For everybody. Except for Uncle Lloyd and David. Who cares? I'm just telling you. The most fun it would be no. is let's just ride. Let's play. Okay, so it brings me to a question. Now that we're in the midst of the show, once again, this is episode 95. Bye. Landmark show, the beer sports, whatever. We got Faith, we got White Shoes, we got Ryan, we got Alex, we got Dickie, we got everybody. We got we got the whole fam is here. We got Mitchell. Mitchell says full season, forty eight games. Anyone can make the playoffs and get lucky. Isn't that what sports is though? No, I don't. I don't agree with you. One hundred sixty two. Why do you care if you can't even go to the games? One hundred sixty two games is a better indicator of in the end. The best teams are there. So let's go beyond sports. Right now, in today's society, what is everybody talking about? Everybody's, everybody is talking about try to find unique ways to make money, right? You're going to tell me that TV revenue wouldn't be skyrocketed by a 48-game season for Major League Baseball? By default. Okay, but it still would be. Okay. It's still, what would you, I mean, 48 games, and Dickie's saying that he hates pro-rich athletes. We're going to get to that because we have a lot of stuff to talk about later in the show with a guy named Kyrie Irving from the Brooklyn Nets who, quite frankly, needs to shut his mouth when he's talking about basketball and, and the world as it is. But we're going to get to that, so y'all stay tuned uh, for that. Like you did get to it. No, we're going to get to it because I have a lot to say about it. I know people who watch the show are going to be shocked that I have a lot to say about a certain topic, but I do. Um, but I think, uh, I think you're wrong. I think people want a 48-game season. I would... I'm going to be fascinated by it if it happens. Because I think it's going to be that's awesome. Cause you're desperate. That's because you watch stupid stuff like WWE and reruns of college softball. You'll watch 
Everybody, we will watch anything. I'm just at a, this point. No, but I'm not desperate though. See, okay, yeah, so yeah. that that leads me to my next question. I ask everybody who's watching this show, and I ask you: Is sports essential? Yes. What if sports never came back? Would you be Would you be upset? Yes. Really? Yes. Why? Do you okay? So we live in a society now where a bunch of these if guys. Music went away forever. Would you be upset? No. If movies went away forever, would you be upset? What are you, Fred Flintstone? What would you do? I'm just saying. So look, you, you want you want to call it what it is. You could be upset about UFC and WWE and everything else. At least they're back. At least their commissioner found a way to continue to have live entertainment. Instead, Major League Baseball is run by a bunch of. Overpriced players and owners who just want to cry and moan instead of doing what you need to do, pull up your bootstraps and get the hell back on the field. I agree, but and and, and Alex is right too. Soccer is the same way. Soccer is the same way. Team sport, no fans, get back on the field. So what? You want to be upset for them for putting on sporting events I'm every single week? With them. Are you upset I, with UFC? No, I am saying people are so. Desperate right now that they'll even watch stuff like that for the people who really do not get into that kind of stuff. I mean, look at the look at the ratings on the NFL draft. It was out of the ceiling because people were dying just for some type of a sports fix. It's like, yeah. So let me ask you it this: It was a fix. So today we went to uh, uh, where did we go? We went to Jake Steaks off of West. I don't know if you've ever been there. Met this guy, this old Vietnam Jake? vet guy. Is his name Jake? His name wasn't Jake. Oh. News came out this week that J.J. Watt of the Houston Texans and Coach Bill O'Brien planned to kneel for the national anthem. Do you miss the time, because I certainly do, where sports was just about sports? I mean, I know there's no games right now, but if you want my opinion... I don't care if my players and coaches kneel before the anthem. I don't care if they go into the stands and sell hot dogs during the national anthem. I don't care if they go to the upper deck and they zip line while wearing a Speedo with tiger print on it. If you win games, I don't care what you do. Why is this such a big story? Is it because there's no fans right now? Or is it because there's no games right now? It's, I don't get it. It's totally because there's no games. Free agency is over. Nobody's trading anybody. These guys aren't getting ready to go to training camp yet. That's why it's a story. Ryan says sports was never just about sports. But I miss a time when it was, man. Like, I miss, like, back in basketball. Let's use basketball as an example. When Jordan was in the league, it was about basketball. It was about basketball. I know we've evolved over time. Alex says keep sports and politics separate. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. And it's not to say, is that wrong to say that? Because... It's like I don't care if my, at, my the athletes on my team have a voice off the field, off the court, on the court, on the field. It's about winning games. It's not wrong to say. I wish we went back to that. I genuinely miss that. Do you? Oh, I definitely do. And Ryan's comment sports has always been more. What did he say? He said, uh, what did he say? He said something. It was a great point. It was a good point. Uh, what did he say? He said something. He basically, I think he's modifying his He's basically saying that sports has never just been about sports. Like, Ryan, that's right. But when I was growing up watching it and there was no ESPN, no Twitter, there were no cell phones with cameras, there were no people 
you know, Twitter, all of this stuff. There was no none of this other crap. It was about sports. You would be shocked to find out some of these athletes back when who were not great people, okay? Um, but there was never any proof or video that came up about it. So, yeah, it was about sports. Mickey Mantle was one of the biggest women chasers, alcoholics, showed up for games drunk. Nobody knew it until much later when his kidney just basically blew up. You want to his talk, liver blew up. You want to talk about a guy who gave it up? Muhammad Ali. You want to talk about a guy who actually stood for something and was willing to give it up for the cause? Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali went to, went to jail. For the cause. Give up his world championship title. You think if you press LeBron James to actually take a real stand on this? And you know what? He did. He spoke out against the Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey. When Daryl Morey came out in support of Hong Kong against China, and and Daryl or LeBron James said that Daryl Morey wasn't educated. Uh, correction, I'm pretty sure Daryl Morey graduated from MIT, and LeBron James didn't go to college. <laughs> I do think that is worth noting. I think it's worth noting. And you know what? That doesn't make me just on the side of Daryl Morey just because I'm a Rockets fan. It's legitimate. Daryl Morey tweeted something because he honestly believed in it. And you know what? It would affect uh, 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 LeBron James's pocketbook. LeBron James has a deal with Nike, which, by the way, I know no one wants to talk about this. They make all of their shoes for you know overseas with people that are making less than minimum wage. So, LeBron, you really want to make a, a stand? You really want to have social change? Go to Nike and say, I only want my shoes made in the United States of America through people that are out of millions of jobs, and I want them made here in the United States of America, and I want them, I want to give jobs to people that don't have them right now. That makes a statement. Not going out and being a social media warrior and going to Twitter. Sorry, that's weak. Very nice. Dickie says LeBron would wear a t-shirt but not go to jail. He's 100% right. He's 100% right. Um, let's talk about something more enlightening. Tomorrow marks 20 years since the Houston Rockets won their second NBA championship back in the 94-95 season. I asked you. Whoa, I asked, whoa, whoa. Yeah. 20 years. 20 years. Sorry, 25 years. My apologies. They won it in 1995. That U of H. Shut up, math. Class well, we're going to talk about. Really we're we're going to talk about your University of Texas Longhorns because y'all are back in the news. So that's going to be really fun. Uh, this marks 25 years since the Houston Rockets won their second NBA championship. Let me ask you this: Who would win in a game, the 94-95 team or the 93-94 team? I'm going to take the 93-94 team. Tougher team. No way. Tougher team. No way. Yep. Even in 94-95, with no, with no Vernon Maxwell, they added Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler would be the X factor. Uh, so they had no Otis Thorpe because he was traded to. 93-94, you had Maxwell and you had Thorpe, which made you tough as hell. Sorry. Yeah, Jason says 25 years. Yes, you are correct. Uh, greatest two years in our history. I completely agree with you. Um, it was just a question. I mean, what do you all think? Do you all think the 94-95 team would win or the 93-94 team? Uh, I mean, it's close. I definitely think it goes seven games, but I do think Clyde Drexler is the X factor. Because the 94-95, or the 93-94 team, they were a better cohesive team, but the 94-95 team had more pure talent because of Clyde. Dickey agrees with me because he's a very smart fan. Ryan, nobody cares that you say the 93-94 team. I care. No, I'm just kidding, Ryan. I care, Ryan. Just kidding. Fate says the 94-95 team. 
Um, I do want to talk about this because we are in the meat and the potatoes of the show. Wow. Um, Kyrie Irving. You know who Kyrie Irving is? I do. Okay. Kyrie Irving is a point guard for the Brooklyn Nets uh, who recently signed a four-year, uh, $130 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets, which, you know, okay, that's fine. He was on a conference call on Friday with the NBA basically saying that he's not in favor, even though he's hurt and he's not going to play the rest of the season. He doesn't want players to come back and play the rest of the season because it's going to take away from the Black Lives Matters movement. We're not going to get political. We're not going to get into any of that. We're not going to talk about if they play, does it take away from the movement? We're not going to, we're literally just going to talk about quotes actually taken from the call and from Austin Rivers, who is a backup point guard for the Houston Rockets. But his father is the coach, Doc Rivers, for the Clippers, the, the Los Angeles Clippers. Here's a quote from Kyrie Irving. He doesn't support going to Orlando. Uh, it's not, he's not with the symptomatic racism that's going on in the NBA. Something smells a little fishy. Fishy. He also notes only 20 guys getting paid, and I'm part of that tiered system to divide us. Okay, so let's give you a little facts here, right? So he says that only 20 players actually get paid in the NBA. The 40th highest paid player in the NBA, per NBA reference, is LaMarcus Aldridge, who makes $26 million a year. The 80th highest paid player is Clint Capella at $15 million a year. The 160th highest paid player in the NBA is Davis Bertans, who plays for the Washington Wizards at $7 million a year. So Kyrie, if you're going to spout off facts and try and you know get on a high horse of some sort, you may want to look at the actual facts before you start talking. Uh, Dad, I ask you this. Do you think that bat, the NBA coming back would be beneficial for our society at this point or not beneficial for our society at this point? Oh, I, I definitely think it would be beneficial for this society. I think... Why? I think we need something to concentrate on. We need something to look forward to, to kind of take our minds off of this day-to-day hatred, craziness, all this stuff that's going on. I think the NBA coming back is exactly what we need. The Austin Rivers in a retort via Instagram, and he also gave an interview to Kelly Iko, said, by the NBA coming back, it puts more money in players' pockets, and it gives more of a platform to players who would be available for the media before the game and after the game to speak on the movement if they so choose. And he also notes that most players in the league are not as lucky as Kyrie Irving, who's made an absolutely ridiculous, up to this date, $127 million dollars with his salary alone, before the $132 million contract that he signed with the Brooklyn Nets to go piggyback off the success of Kevin Durant, who piggybacked off the success of the Golden State Warriors. So they can be piggybackers together in Brooklyn, and I hope they never win a damn thing there together. Uh, And Austin Rivers noted that most players are not lucky to make the type of money that Kyrie Irving makes, who's not even playing this year because he's injured. So why he has a say in what other players are going to do is still absolutely beyond me. And in my opinion, Kyrie Irving should shut his mouth and stay at home. That's how I feel. Because I feel like if he actually had something positive to give to the discussion, then give it. But he doesn't. So shut your mouth. 
How about I, that? I think they're sorry they signed him. Um, damaged goods. Scared off multiple coaches, by the way. And let's face it, this guy has been – what did he start off? What team was he on first? I Cleveland, think. I think. He was on Cleveland and then um, – Goes to Boston. Boston doesn't want him. And then he goes to Brooklyn. Yeah. it's You know, there's a pattern going on here with this guy. He's a crazy person. He's very talented. Sorry, if he, sorry, I know it's 2020. I meant that in a joking manner. If he has a psychological He's condition, talented, I apologize. But the guy's a real head case. And um, there's a reason why Boston didn't want to resign him. And uh, Austin Rivers also notes that a predominant uh, – the predominant number of players in the league are also African-American, and so is the audience that's watching the game. So I'm unsure why Kyrie Irving is under the impression that playing games again would take away from the Black Lives Matter movement. And Ryan notes, I want to watch Westbrook and that guy with the beard again. You know what? So do I, man. Like I, I think sports, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, sports galvanizes a society. It can bring together a city. Right outside of everything else going on, that's why bring baseball back. Bring you know like, and you know what basketball's already said. If you don't want to play, then stay at home. I I then stay at home. If you don't want to play, then don't play. I think what the NBA coming back does is it it will start pulling people together. Okay, 